am always so excited to come back here. Um, I wanted to send love from our family to yours, but I kind of said to God, that's kind of weird because I feel like it's just sending love from one part of our family to another. So I really feel like, you know, it's like coming home when, when we come here. So it's, it's kind of a very different feeling. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also Wes and Jen wanted me to send a quick love to you. Um, I was speaking to Jen on Friday and and yeah, they definitely loved their time here and they wanted me to pass it on to you as well. So this whole weekend has been about this, this theme God's been speaking to me about all week about the promises of God, standing for the promises and, and the cusp of breakthrough before the battle. And actually my whole thing that I'm going to say could just be summarised by Tom, what he said. He, I was just going, thanks Tom. You just said it all, said it all in a brief summary. <laughs> I was going, it's so amazing. Every time I come here, it's like the songs are perfect. You know, it is well with my soul even when I'm in the battle. Everything about it, it's like God just, which I'm sure he does that every week here, but, <laughs> you know, he just aligns and knits everything together. But, yes, so I'm going to talk on the promises of God, but also the promises of God in the face of the battle, on the cusp of breakthrough, because I really believe that's the place that you're in. But I first felt I was supposed to pray. So I'm just going to pray first. So, Lord, I thank you that you are the way maker. I thank you that you're reminding us of your promises and you're breathing life on them, breathing life on our hearts to restore our hope in the stand, to just restore our faith for the stand. Lord, I just ask that this time would be, we would be in awe of you. We would, be, we would walk in the fear of the Lord. Lord, I ask that only the words that you would have to say would be said today and everything else would just fall away. Lord, I ask that people's hearts and minds will be open to hear your voice, that they would be refreshed in the battle, that they would uh, be given wisdom and revelation on the keys and the strategies in the battle, Lord, and they would just ultimately look to you in the dance, in the dance of the wait, in the dance of the waiting for the breakthrough, Lord, that they would cling to you when they can do nothing else. Lord, I pray that they would release the fragrance of you even in the fire, even in the fire when there's flames, Lord, that they wouldn't just smell the smoke, but they would release your aroma. Lord, we just commit this time to you and I seal this by your spirit in Jesus' name. So, to be completely transparent, which I always am with you, um, in the lead up to this, I actually said to God, I'm really not sure if I am the one to deliver this because you know, God, that I'm in a pretty intense battle and the flame is really hot. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm the one to do this. And he said so clearly to me, who else would I send but someone who's in the battle and in the fire, but knows the one who's standing with you. Knows the one who's standing with you in the fire. I don't have all the answers. Honestly, I don't have all the answers. I do have the actual word that the Lord wanted me to give to you, and I feel privileged to deliver it. Um, I will say that, the, that definitely the Lord gave me that song and it was actually the first song we prayed on Friday night, um, sang on Friday night and I thought, wow, God, that's, 
Like he's always so kind to do all these ticks of confirmation. <laughs> yay, yay. Um, but he is the way maker. And, you know, it's, I believe we're in a time where we're actually remembering who God is. But not only that, remembering who we are in God. That we do hear his voice, that we can stand on what we hear. Um, and we can say it is well with our soul. And it is so powerful to sing that in the face of the enemy when you say turn it up turn it up hotter because i'm still saying it is well with my soul and i am still believing the things that i've i've heard regardless of how they come about or when they come about i am rock solid that they will and that is powerful it's powerful but you know god's timing is awesome awesome i'm always like kind of I'm continually surprised and I think I shouldn't be surprised anymore at how his timing is just so awesome but you know even this this weekend when when I don't know a couple of months ago when Tim and I were talking oh when should we come when should I come again oh I don't know like maybe June I don't know it wasn't like a prayer thing really it was just like oh I'm sort of feeling June how's that work <laughs> um but I didn't know it would be on the weekend after spending pretty much 10 days in a cave, doing nothing but just revving the worst worship music up so the whole of Tweed can hear it. You know, um, Aaron came in the other morning and said, I think you're going to blow the speakers. I really think you're going to blow the speakers. It's so loud. But, you know, God gives us different strategies in the battle. In the face of battle, we have different strategies and sometimes all we have is worship. Sometimes all we have is praying the Spirit. Sometimes all we have is having others stand with us. We're so tired. You know, our faith becomes tired, our hope becomes tired and we need other people to stand so that there's no gaps that Tim talked about. And we need to be vulnerable, vulnerable enough with people to say, you know what, this is really hard. And this is, you know, a time where we need to call on other people. All right, so God gave me two things for you. The first was a vision. So I actually got this when I was away. I spent some time away with God. I got this when I was away. And then the week, the, actually the day before we came here, um, he gave me a word to give you as well. But so when, so first I got this vision and it relates to the promises. So in the vision I saw a massive picture, like pretty much, oh, <laughs> as big as that. That's like, woo, bring it down, Tim. <laughs> not so amplified. <laughs> but um, maybe like not as big as that. <laughs> Whoa, that was slow. Um, so, like, a really big picture such as that. <laughs> um, but it was framed in this beautiful frame. And I kept looking, actually, more about the frame than the picture even. And I was, oh, I'm starting to get hot again. This is my latest thing where every time God lands on me, I feel like I'm, like, <sighs> burning. Um, yeah, the frame was so beautiful so beautiful and it had been actually I saw the hand of God um, hammering in this frame together and I was like what on earth and he said well, that's the promise I've given them but it's framed by me 
is framed by me. And I've never thought about the frame before. It's like a whole new thing for me. I've thought about God painting. I've seen visions of, you know, sitting at the feet of Jesus and he's painting it on a canvas, painting things. And, you know, I've seen those things before. But I've never seen God actually frame something with so much care. So that was the first thing I saw for you, that this prophetic promise that he's given you, yes, it's magnificent, it's massive, it's huge, actually, the promise that he's given you. But he has framed it. He has set it apart. He, has, he is protecting it. He is, um, you know, watching over it. And so the first thing he spoke to me about, and when I'm speaking about these promises, it's very layered. You know, I, I definitely feel the promise is about what you carry for the region and about the promise for you as a family, Restoration Centre. But also there's individual promises and promises for your own family. You know, God is multi-layered. I love that about him. You know, he's super great. So the first thing he said was keep your prophetic promises before you. And this was like point one. Um, Keep your prophetic promises before you. And I knew that the Lord was saying he wanted you to hold the vision before you. And as I got that point, um, the verse from Habakkuk 2, 2 to 3 came to me where it says, write the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end, it will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it, it will surely come, it will not delay. Now, the Lord is really saying to you, keep the promise before you. Don't let the enemy bring lies that it's not going to come or maybe you got it wrong or maybe you missed the time or maybe whatever, whatever. But the word that like God highlighted in bold was run. He may run who reads it. He may run. You know, we, we don't need to be stagnant. We can actually run with the promise. We can actually push forward with the promise. Um, and I saw that as people were looking at this massive picture that was framed, they began to be kind of energised, like energiser bunnies. They began to be like energised by looking at it and, and they became um, connected to the vision and hopeful and wanting to partner with it and wanting to became excited you know the vision is not something that's like "Mm, yeah that's a great vision that's a great promise god whatever whatever yep if you want to do it do it you know (laughs) it's supposed to be this vision it is framed in this silver frame that's so awesome and I am going to run with it. I want to see it happen. I want to take up the invitation to partner with it and I want to push forward with it. You know, so the Lord is saying that he wants you to pursue it. This was the word, pursue the promise, pursue the promise. You know, don't just look at it, although that's great, keep it before you, but pursue it in the watching. Watch it, be watchful, be um, diligent with it. Um. So the Lord is calling you to stand in faith for your promises and to wage war with the vision or the promise set before you. So this is like a massive promise, massive vision that God's given you. And he's saying, keep it before you. Keep it before the decisions that you make. Keep it before the words that you speak. It's like, the, it's like um, a testing rod. 
or a, um, you test things against it. The things, the thoughts and the, and the ideas and the actions that present itself, do they align with this vision? Yes or no? How are we going to correct it if it doesn't? Not the vision, not, the, not correction of the vision, but correction of the words that we speak and the things that we do and our stand. So when something comes that's out of alignment with the vision that seems to clash, then we know that there's an adjustment that needs to be made. Number two, he said to me, guard the promise, guard the promise. And this verse came to me, Song of Songs 2.15, catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil the vineyards, for the vineyards are in blossom. This time, the word that was in bold was blossom. So the Lord is saying a few things. Stop the little things that, the little ways, you know, the enemy's sneaky. Oh, he makes me so upset. You know, he's, he's conniving and he's tricky. And what he does, he, he often doesn't come with a big bulldozer going, oh, here I am to crush your plans, because we can see that. He comes in with the little things, the little things that come in and kind of, you know, spoil the vine, spoil the, spoil the things that God is actually growing. And so those things might be division, doubt, confusion, um, discouragement, uh, loss of peace, you know, wounds, anything that might sabotage what God's doing. Like Tim said, you know, where suddenly you wear together, then there's like a little bit of a wedge or a bit of a hole in the wall and things can get in. So the Lord is saying, guard the promise, guard the promise. Um, But the foxes particularly come when you're in bloom, And this is like the link to the word that the Lord has for you. When you're on the cusp of breakthrough, when the Lord is really growing something, when your vine is, you know, close to harvest, when you're in this place of bloom, that's when the enemy particularly tries to send in the foxes. Let's stop the harvest. Let's stop, you know, before the harvest is picked, let's stop it. How are we going to do it? So guard the promise. Thirdly, align and partner with the promise. So in the vision, I was taken back to this big painting that the Lord had done with your promise. And all these little envelopes began to fall from the painting on strings. All these little envelopes. And I thought, oh, it's weird. But they were all invitations to put your name somewhere on the vision. So often we can't do everything in the vision. You know, one person can't do everything, just can't, especially when it's so massive. But we have to go, okay, God, which of these are you wanting me to steward? Which of these invitations are for me or for my family or whatever? How am I going to do it? And then they were putting their names inside the envelope and sticking it back on the vision. Sticking it back on that piece of that painting. So I really felt the Lord was saying that people were aligning or taking up that part of the vision. And they were aligning not with not only just with their yes, yes, I'll partner with it, but aligning with running. You know, back to the original verse, running with the vision. So they're aligning their words, their actions, their 
excitement, their energy, you know, their purpose, pursuing the vision. Lastly, I saw the promise take life. So instead of being on the painting framed, it began to actually like three-dimensionally come out of the, out of the canvas. And so the Lord said um, that he is, take, he is bringing the promise from vision to manifestation. The master painter is bringing the painting to life. The Lord does that. He changes the time and seasons. You know, we just have the privilege of partnering with it. He changes the time and seasons. He brings in pink things to pass in his perfect timing. And we have to trust that process. However, we're still partnering with it in the strategy that he gives us. And sometimes that strategy is, as we spoke about yesterday in the workshop, you know, sometimes there's promises that we just are supposed to trust God. You know, we're in this season of trusting God in a deeper way. Trust God that he is working it out, that he's ordering our steps, that he's aligning the path, that he's bringing every high thing low and everything else. But we still partner with that in our words and our prayers and our intercession. And sometimes we have to war with it. Sometimes we have to say, particularly things that are about destiny. And as a whole, in the body of Christ, I believe we're in a, in a battle zone, basically. I just released a word last week about a demarcation time, which is a battle word. You know, the Lord is bring, drawing a line in the battle and saying, well, from past this line, the enemy is no longer going to have territory. You know, the battle is shifting, but we need to see the battle for what it is. We need to see that he is faithful to bring the promise. He is the way maker. And sometimes, yes, we have to rest in the promise. Sometimes we have to war with it. So we have to take every thought captive. We have to remind God of his promises. You have to remind, re remember that he is faithful. Remember that we do hear his voice. When we can't see, we trust the one that speaks. He's still working. He's still moving. He's not stagnant. Um, sorry. Okay. The last thing I saw with this vision, as, it, as the canvas took life, people who were, had been watching the canvas, I suddenly saw their faces and they were in awe of God, like this, this awe and wonder. I think we even sang that song. You know, this awe and wonder of God. Amazing. It was like they were all struck by the... the goodness, faithfulness, just way that God actually does work all things for our good. You know, just kind of going oh, beyond words, kind of awestruck. But do we believe that God can do those things? Do we actually believe that whole vision? Do we believe that God can do that for the region, for you as a group, for you individually, for your families? Um, you know, do we believe those things? I'm just going to pause because God just keeps bringing this back to my mind. Tom, I really felt, I just have to say one thing to you, and I, God wants me to say it before we go on to the next part, that you are, you are going to carry a breakthrough anointing that is supremely powerful 
a breaker anointing. You are going to carry an anointing to unlock things in the spirit. And this very battle that you're going through, I don't know what it is, but this very battle is like suddenly you're going to, God is just giving you more and more and more and more keys. More and more and more breakthrough keys you'll carry at the end of this battle. On the back of this battle, you will carry something that you didn't have before. And you're already increasing in it. I, like Even when you're up here, I just, I just saw this huge increase that God is bringing to your life. But um, where the enemy thought that he was coming to push you down, it's like he tried to cut off your legs, but you have just grown, you have grown 10 times taller in God because of it. So I bless you with that. But So secondly, so that's the vision. Now I have actual word from the Lord about the promise and about the time that you're in. Um, so the first thing he said to me was, tell them truly the best is yet to come. If they only remember one thing, just tell them the phrase, truly the best is yet to come. Then he said, you have heard me speak of my plans for you in this region and my plans will come to pass. They will not tally or delay, but will be on time. Don't look through your own lens, but through mine. Don't assess the unfolding of the steps through your own time frame, but trust I am aligning the path and will bring the pieces into place in my perfect time. When you judge the pieces and timing through your own eyes, you allow disappointment and doubt to creep in. But when you truly trust me and the intimacy of our walk together, you find rest in the waiting. I mean, I could be speaking this to myself. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so true. You know, the, um, that's what does happen. We, if we look at the pieces, we go, God, I know what you're doing in this big canvas. You've shown me prophetically all this stuff that's going to happen. And, you know, your timing seems a little slow. And I am starting, I never doubt you because I know who you are and I know you are faithful, but I'm starting to doubt that I've heard these promises correctly. Like maybe we should just, maybe this picture that I drew of your vision needs a little bit of like we'll just rub that bit out there because that seems maybe we got that wrong or maybe we'll just cut this little end part off because that doesn't seem like it could really happen no guard the promise and that's why it's had a frame around it there is nothing that's going to be missed the whole thing has been framed by God so then the Lord said because you have been given much insight and revelation on on all I'm calling you to walk in and all I will unfold for you in the days ahead, you desire to see all the pieces manifest now, but I'm cautioning you to not find an Ishmael solution to see the promise manifest, but for wait for the Isaac solution, which is my strategy for the promise. The enemy knows the strategic and significant keys you carry for the region and nation and is trying to pollute the promise by tempting you to use your own strength and strategy to see the promise fulfilled instead of waiting for my perfect strategy. The abundant fruit I desire will come as you choose my strategy to the promise. The fruit will be far above what you can even think or imagine now. When I wrote that down, I thought, oh gosh, Lord. 
Like, is there something that needs correction? Is there something out of alignment? And he said, no, I'm giving them forewarning. Forewarning. The enemy knows, he doesn't know everything that the Lord's going to do, but he can see what's happening here. Anyone who comes to visit here can see that, who actually can discern things in the spirit. Speak to Wes and Jen after they came here and you'll know what I mean. There are things happening here. There is a special thing going on here and the enemy can see that, can see this spiritual thing taking form. He is going to try to make you, he won't bring a bulldozer thing to squash it. He will just bring something that looks kind of good but maybe is not the best one. Okay. Then the Lord said, time of deep trust. I have taken my kingdom builders and advances through a time of needing to trust me like never before. This season has called many, caused many to need to intentionally seek my presence and to draw away with me. I have used this time to strengthen your faith and trust in me and your confidence that you hear my voice. I have used this time to show you how important it is to stand together united building and strengthening each other. You have come through this time refined with your hearts tuned to mine. You've gone deeper in worship and surrendered to me. It made me think of what I saw on Friday night where I saw that in it was actually battle time for you, but it was a time where everyone was in a circle on bended knee. It was like the position of greatest battles, the position of greatest surrender. Because it's only with his... It's only... Um, with his strategy and you know surrendering to him that that is our greatest really our greatest key I have not forgotten my promises to you rest and stand on my faithfulness knowing I will bring every detail to pass rest in knowing that as you're aligned with me you step in time with my spirit this is a little bit of what I spoke about at the workshop is you can even in the place of battle even when you've got the shield of faith up and sword of the spirit and you're waging war with the promise and all these things even in that place you are actually in a dance you're still in a dance with Jesus because you're still and when you understand how intimately you're in the dance and in the battle zone or at least for me personally the greater the battle the closer you are to him and you can actually like breathe in his breath you're so close you're like clinging on because that's all you have. In that place where you are trusting that he is walking with you and you, your steps your steps are so in tune with him because he's carrying you in the dance. So even in the place, it's like this place of battle is also the place of deepest trust. Are you getting this? <laughs> also the place of deepest trust and deepest surrender. You know, I went through a time, God's, as you know, you know me well, God speaks to me through songs all the time. So I wake up and I hear, hear a song playing. And I went through a time where pretty much every night that I woke up, um, I would hear the song, when my eyes can't see, I'll trust the voice that speaks. When my eyes can't see, I'll trust the voice that speaks. And the other song that was always in my head was, there's another in the fire, there's another in the fire, there's another in the fire, there's another in the fire. God was reminding me, yes, I know you're in the fire, but... Actually, you're in a dance with me in the fire. You know, 
there is a place where no one wants to be in the battle. No one wants to be there. But on the back of the battle is this major breakthrough. And in the battle time, we actually get to experience Jesus in a way that the other guys don't really see. We get to experience what it means to really lock eyes with him because he's your only due north point, you know. So then the Lord went on to say the transfer zone. The transfer zone. And I'd never heard that phrase before, but that's what he was saying that you're in, the transfer zone. He said, keep the promise before you and keep your eyes on all I've spoken. I am beginning to paint the pieces of the vision into place. I am beginning to move the vision I've shown you from a picture before you to a promise fulfilled. You are in the transfer zone, the time between vision and manifestation where pieces of my plan are beginning to fall into place. I hold the pieces and bring them into existence as you partner with me. And I felt like a pause then. I felt like God really saying, I want them to take in that sentence. I hold the pieces. You know, God reveals the pieces to us and we get pieces of the picture, but ultimately God holds them because ultimately we're partnering with his vision. He holds the pieces, but he brings them to life as we partner with him. The transfer zone is the cusp of the new as you move from one location or state to another. As always, partner with me by partnering with the vision I have set before you. Partner by only stepping on the leading of my spirit and partner by boldly stepping when I ask you to step. So the transfer zone. Then he went on to talk about the battle zone. The transfer zone on the cup of the new cusp of the new state is also the height of the battle. As the enemy deploys his greatest attack in an attempt to derail or delay what I'm unfolding. This is why the greatest battle is at the cusp of the greatest victory and the greatest breakthrough. This is the time to be discerning, so you have eyes to see the schemes of the enemy. The enemy knows his time is limited. Rise up in your authority and stand against the schemes of the enemy, knowing greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Be watchful and guard your hearts. Guard the promise of all I've spoken. Guard the well and all I have already established. Invade enemy territory and take back what I'm calling you to occupy. Now is the time to take up your sword and arise, knowing I have given you all you need for victory. This is your last stand. And I had such a picture of... Because I actually thought, in the natural, I thought, oh, last stand, I'm pretty sure that, that's like the last stand before you're defeated. And God's like, no, that's the last stand, it's the last push before you charge. And then I had this vision of you making this last stand together and you actually could hear, and even now I can hear it, you could hear the roar of the lion you could hear the roar of the lion going before you. And all you were doing was just kind of, it's hard to explain, but you were just flowing behind the lion. It was as if you were carried on the very sound of the roar. You know, we're partnering with the victory because the victory is his. We're just in step behind the king. 
But now is your battle time. Now is your time to make this last stand and realise that on the back of this charge, it's like the final charge to take the territory, on the back of the charge is the promised land. So the Lord is saying, this is your last stand. You have become weary from the battle. And I understand that. Weariness comes in the battle. But see this as your last stand, the last push needed to overcome. In worship, the vision I got was of Jesus giving out crowns of overcome, you know, the overcoming crown. So many of you just getting this crown, 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 crown. This golden crown of those who overcome. When you've been through something and you come out knowing who God is, knowing his faithfulness, knowing the authority you carry, knowing the stand, knowing that you can overcome the enemy, knowing all these things, and you see the victory, you hear the roar of the lion with you, it's like you're then forever marked. You're ever, forever marked by the, you know, the, how do I say? It's like you've got the seal of the lion on you. Like everywhere you go, you go, yeah, watch that enemy. I've got the seal of the lion. Watch out, you know? That's what it feels like. And in the, in the heart of the battle, you say, bring on the fire. Bring on the fire. Because I know what I carry. I know the promise. I know I've heard from God. I know what I've heard, even if it's been decades of waiting. Even if it's been decades of waiting, it makes you more angry. It makes you more like this righteous anger rises up within you and you say, no, not today. That's been why I shared that with some people yesterday. There's a song called Not Today, Hillsong United. I think Tweed must have heard it 500 times in the last week. <laughs> it's like, ah, you know, it says, devil, not today. Not today. You're not doing it today. You think, you know, you think you can bring fear that maybe the promise won't happen, but I have faith. My faith is going to combat every fear arrow that you send. Um, I'm getting off track. I'm getting a bit passionate. <laughs> Go back. <laughs> oh, I'm going off for it. Okay. <laughs> what was I saying? I don't know. Um, now's the time to take up the sword. This is what I really feel. This is your last stand. If you could see where you are in the spirit, it's like you're, you're charging the mountain and you're so close to the top and the lion is roaring with you. He's running with you. He's like running. He's running and the whole of you are running behind him and he's just saying, come on, guys. Don't be weary in the last bit. There is one push to go. There is one push to go. And at the top, he's already wearing the crown of overcomers. And so are you, but the enemy doesn't want you to see your crown. It's like he's trying to hide it. You know, you're already wearing a crown that's an overcomer. Victory and your promised land await the other side of the battle. Know that I am the way maker and the battle is mine. You know, each of the crowns that I saw you receive in worship had this verse, First John 4, 4 written on it. Little children, you are from God and have overcome them. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Do we actually know that, believe that, you know, that is your ticket to being an overcomer, if you really know that. Then the Lord says, remember the keys you've been given. 
strategic keys have been given to you. It is important to use the right keys at the right time in order to unlock my purposes in the strategy and timing I desire. Remember, I have given you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. You are called to unlock things about you. I actually think that's one of your main uh, kind of gifts or ways the Lord's going to use you is to be people who unlock things. People who unlock things. And you unlock things because you know the authority you carry. You know the one who you're dancing with. Ultimately, he's unlocking it through you. You know, you know the one, the more of a vessel you are to him, the more of that surrendered position that I spoke about, the more you do that, the more you allow the Lord to work through you and become someone who he can use to unlock things. Then it shifted a little bit. The word shifted a little bit. The Lord said, focus on the family. Focus on the family. And separate to that, the Lord's kind of been speaking to me about this general word for the body of Christ about that as well. But for you, he said, focus on your natural and kingdom families. Don't underestimate the importance and key role of family. Remember, I have called you a fire family. It is the title I've given you. And you will carry my fire to the region. What you carry and what you are called to walk in is to be carried as a family. One cannot carry it. This is what Tim was talking about as well. You know, we have to stand united because we ca- the thing that God's releasing to you is a united thing to carry. Um, it's your picture... That's why there's so many envelopes hanging from it. There's not one person's name written on it. Um, This is your point of distinction and your strength, for your strength is in your united stand, united vision, united voice, united mandate, united heart. You will need to focus and fortify your stand for your family and not allow the enemy to divide you. Family is also your mission. And a significant key you carry in unlocking the region is through family. For this reason, it is also an area for targeted intercession. So it's kind of like the Lord's saying, just remember the family. Fortify the family. Stand together as a family. Remember you carry things of family. I've called you a fire family. It's just like over and over a family. Lastly, he said, look to the harvest. Look to the harvest. Do you remember the, he started with, what was the phrase? go back truly the best is yet to come okay so that what is that that's a phrase that's looking to the future truly the best is yet to come so he ended with look to the harvest do you believe the best is yet to come do you believe you hear my voice and will you stand on what you've heard waging war with the promise do you believe i am faithful to fulfill the promises i've spoken do you see the transfer and battle zones and the harvest and state of change that awaits the other side of the battle. So he's kind of saying, do you have eyes to see what's going on? Will you trust me, step on my timing, and use the keys I release to you? Do you hear the call to deeper trust in me? Do you hear the invitation to both rest in me and wage war with the promise? Set your eyes on the harvest to the fruit and territory to come.
you know, the invitation to both rest in me and wage war with the promise. I think that's pretty special. That kind of makes me emotional. Um, because when you wage war with the promise, doing those things we spoke about yesterday in the workshop, if you do it without resting in God, it is lonely and it is um, hard and it is, I don't know, just not really a great place to be. If you try to do that without resting in God and leaning on his strength and actually letting him carry you in the dance. If you allow him to carry you in the dance and if you realise that the greatest point of surrender and rest is also your greatest position of greatest strategy in the battle, then suddenly you realise the roar actually does go through you because you're so close to him, you're breathing in his very breath and his breath for you at that moment is, you can do this. You can do this, but only in my strength. You can do this because I will do it for you. There is no condemnation. You are not, oh, you know, if only you'd prayed an extra prayer, then the enemy wouldn't have got in. If only if you'd done a little bit more, then you wouldn't have done that. The more you surrender to God, all those kind of works and, you know, ideas of the flesh fade, fade away. Because that's all you're really required to do. Worship the king. Worship the king. Surrender to the king in everything. That's all. And then you just allow him to wage war through you. He gives you the words. He gives you the strategy. He gives you the strength to do it. He gives you the weapons. He reminds you of what you carry. He reminds you of the, the power of worship. He reminds you of all these things you need at the certain time. Um, and the strategy will be different in different seasons. You know, for me, I, at the moment, although, praise Lord, <laughs> first time I got slept in till 6 this morning, I looked at the time and went, oh, it's 6 a.m. <laughs> I didn't have to get up at 2.30 and start, speak, you know, praying in tongues. I didn't have to get up early. But there'll be different strategies in different seasons. But the Lord, you can do it if you just rest in him. And if you allow him to roar through you, if you allow him to, you know, greater is he who is in you. It is not you doing it. You can't do it. And the more, until you really realise that and come to a point of surrender, the battle otherwise is really hard. And you get scorched in the fire. But what we want is to actually display the aroma of Christ more than the smell of the flames. That's my prayer. I'm not getting there, but I'm trying. <laughs> so, lastly, the Lord wanted me to actually speak this verse over you. It was like his final seal of what he had to say. He told me to pray this over you, but to speak it over you as if, as if he was speaking it over you. Romans 15, 13. Now may God, the inspiration and fountain of hope, Fill you to overflowing with uncontainable joy and perfect peace as you trust in him. And may the power of the Holy Spirit continually surround your life 
with his superabundance until you radiate with hope. The Lord is, uh, is ultimately calling you to hope, to increase your hope, you know, to allow him to fill you with hope. You know, yes, the Lord will, is going to, I also believe, going to release faith, faith for this vision, faith for the promise, and excitement, you know, and energy to run with the promise. Yes, he's going to do all those things. But ultimately, when your faith is low, he wants you to be, he wants you to be filled with hope. Hope for everything he's spoken. Hope that you hear his voice. Hope for all these things. Um, but he is the fountain of hope. And I believe one of the things that you will carry, this well, this well that he's asking you to guard, is actually a fountain of hope. Fountain of hope. I think we even spoke about hope at the intercession. But yeah, this fountain of hope. Um, yeah. So I'm just going to pray for you guys. Lord, I thank you for this time. I thank you for your word. I thank you for reminding us of your promises. Lord, I thank you that as we put that vision and promise before us, we can run and pursue it. But Lord, I thank you that it's from a position of a new level and deeper, deeper level of trust. I thank you that it's from a position of deeper and deeper bended knee and surrender that it's from a position of understanding that it's through you that these things, that we're able to fight the battle. It's through you that we're running after you, that we're running behind you. And Lord, we want to be vessels through which you roar. We want to be vessels through which the enemy shakes as he sees us rise up. We want to be vessels through which we know who it is that we are running behind we know who it is who we are dancing with we know who it is who we're in step with we know who is in the fire with us and we're not afraid of the waves or the fire or whatever would come Lord in the battle because we know that the breakthrough is on the back of the battle we know that you are faithful we know that you are good we know that you are working all things together for our good we know that that we are overcomers in you. Lord, I ask that you will renew the vision for them, that you would, you would have like painted afresh before them. And Lord, show them the frame that you have. Show them that you have, you have secured this. You are actually tenderly looking over it. You are so in love with this vision. You are so um, just watching over it and Lord I thank you that you are releasing those envelopes of invitations to partner with it Lord what a privilege to partner with something that you have so masterfully painted and that you are breathing life on Lord I thank you for the transfer zone I thank you for the zone where things move from the vision to manifestation but Lord, I thank you that we can confidently and boldly sing. It is well with our soul, even in the time of waiting. It is well with our soul, whatever time you may bring, because we know that your timing is perfect. And Lord, we rest, we rest in you, but we rest in who we are in you as well. Lord, I thank you that on the cusp 
of the battle is the breakthrough. Lord, I thank you that you are releasing hope, that your message of hope is being released to people's hearts today. I ask that you will just breathe on the promise that even over the next few weeks you will, you will bring to their mind, bring to dreams, bring to visions, you know, dream, promises that you've spoken, even of things, you know, promises from a long time ago, whether it's for their individual lives or their family or the region, Lord, that you will, you will bring that before their eyes, make the vision plain, and you will breathe faith and hope. Let their faith arise, Lord, and let the hope arise for all that you will do, knowing you are faithful. Lord, we are in awe of who you are. We don't really even have words. You know, we're just undone by who you are. And Lord, I just want to say thank you for this time. I just bless them, Lord. I thank you that they the blessing, abundant blessing that they are to so many, including our family, Lord, but so many more. I thank you, Lord, for your protection over them, for your um, hand over them, and that you have so aligned them and brought them to a place of such you know, such beauty in this level of trust. Lord, I just praise you for the work that you are doing here and I praise you in advance for the way you will so beautifully bring that canvas to life, Lord. And we say amen. <laughs> Where's the team? We're going to just finish with do it again. Really felt that was the Lord said that during the week. That would be a great song to uh, seal something that was being shared. So I think that fits in beautifully. Four uh, four o'clock this afternoon. We're at the hub. Um, if you want to come down, I just want to just as the the music team gets ready. Um, there's some great morning tea down there. It's kind of turned.